Yeah. Why did I start talking about chewing gum? I don't <laughs> There was something. There was something happening in your brain that was <sighs> chewing gum adjacent. Um, okay. 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 Uh, hi, Allison. Hi, Matt. Welcome to ADHD 20, a podcast where we find the intersection between ADHD and TTRPGs. This is one of my favorite times, but I'm a little nervous about today because you have a topic that (laughs) you came up with five minutes before, and that's fine. See, the the premise of this podcast, which we never want to lose, (laughs) is it, is that... We wanted this thing to be an honest conversation. We wanted this to be a learning experience and so on and so forth. So, but first, but first, I'm really proud of myself for one thing first. Okay. So, we, we, we already have our mainstay of the D100 table. And last week, uh, I introduced a new topic and pondered if we would remember to do it ever again. So here we are, second week in a row, I'm going to bring this topic up. Matt, what did you hyperfixate on this week? And if you need a minute to think about it, I can tell you mine. Yeah. But it does require that I eat a little bit of crow, confess mm. out loud and to the world listening that I was wrong about something. <laughs> is, that, what, is that the sound crows make? I don't know. I don't know. Don't, I don't know. Uh, the year was 2020. Go. A television show hit streaming opportunities worldwide, and the world fell in love. The world, except for one Allison Lee Kendrick, who staunchly doubled down on how much she didn't like Ted Lasso. Mm. And with some gentle prodding of some friends, I was encouraged to give it another shot. That maybe my initial assessment in season one wasn't the right one. So I have given Ted Lasso another shot. And I am deep in the throes of season two. I think I've got one or two episodes left. Okay. It's so good. I understand why everybody loves Ted Lasso. And I'm so sorry for the last three years of being a contrarian and telling everybody no. And I feel like that has opened some other doors for me. And so I have been very purposefully pushing myself into, let me try something new. Let me try something new. So I think that Ted Lasso is the micro hyperfixation. The macro Mm. hyperfixation is I'm trying new shit, man. Yeah, you are. I am. So throw your new things at me, guys. I love it. I love this. I love this full glope. 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 Can we change it to glope? That sounds very sexy. Sure. Great. Glope. <laughs> so that, uh, that was mine. Vamping for time. Like what did you hyperfixate on? That you were on vacation this week? You were not. I was on vacation. At home. You turned another year older. Wiser. Yes. I, mm-hmm, sexier. Supposedly. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel a little sexier. Let's see. What what did I hyper focus on? I know what I hyper focused on. Okay. Oh, buddy. Oh, okay, oh buddy. Here we go. Right. So my friend Katie, who is the person that lives in Seattle that we went to visit, and we stayed at her beautiful home in West Seattle, and we got to spend five days with her, where she 
wined us and dined us, took us to all these amazing places like the best sushi I've ever, ever eaten in my life. She really, you know, she loves her city and it really shows. She has an adorable nephew that at eight or even younger, five, is obsessed with vacuum cleaners, which automatically makes him... One of your favorite people. You know, yeah, immediately. I support that on every level. And his aunt asked him, what vacuum cleaner should I buy for my new house? And she showed me the... (laughs) She showed me the incredible review that he gave. This beautiful review of the Mealy German... (laughs) made vacuum cleaner extremely expensive she was able to find one for less nice i went balls to the wall with this super powerful german vacuum cleaner and i went nuts of course i was exhausted afterwards the entire house top to bottom just every little crevice i could find and it was fun it was very fun. If you added a hot dog pizza to that day, that would be like Matt's best day ever. <laughs> hot dog pizza, some D and D, and hardcore vacuuming. He's a simple man, my friend Matt. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a simple and strange man, and many many people, you know, point this out. And there's something about vacuum cleaners and the process of cleaning a house that is so meditative and relaxing yep. and enjoyable for me. So, all right. Know. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. Enough, is... enough, enough vacuuming. Okay. We've got lives to leave. Um, We've got yeah. So today lives. I am rolling with my, uh, these are my Cora dice that fits. Yes. I uh, gave me for Christmas and I just love them. They are from Dispel Dice. They are sharp edge and sexy as ale. They've got hey, little, are... they've got little waves on them for my, my beautiful little sea elf. Take How two. about a 93? Ooh, 93. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Speaking of dice, Allison, if you were to commission a set of personal dice, what would they look like? Oh. Oh, there are just so many ways that could go. Oh, my brain is breaking. Okay, okay, okay. I can do this. My most favorite dice have some kind of, like, inclusion in them. So I love the ones that have, like, the... It's like almost like a cellophane or like mica chips and things like that. Mm. So if I were to commission, okay, here's what I would do. First of all, they would be purple and gray because those are my signature colors. Second mm. of all, they would, I would want an inclusion of my favorite thing inside, which would be D&D dice. So I want a set of D&D dice with D&D dice inside. Inception. Yeah. Inception. That's fun. I'm proud of okay. myself for coming up with that answer that quickly on the fly because that is clearly a Fitz a question di- I've, I had never thought of before. So thank you, Fitz. That's difficult. Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. This looks like four. Wow. What's something that you're kind of a snob about? Just just one thing, Matt. <laughs> That's, come on, man. Talk about difficult questions. I know. I'm so glad you got this question and not me. Everybody's favorite hipster. What am I not a snob about? That's true. Know thyself. I just like nice things. I appreciate artistry in all forms. And I, I really, I really can't stand mediocrity. Now look, I will get all up into a box of craft macaroni and cheese. Okay? 
So I'm not saying I don't have my redneck elements, my, my common man elements. However, okay, I can do this. I kind of want to ask you what I'm the most <laughs> not be a man. <laughs> I would say the first thing that came to mind was your coffee. You're the first person that taught me there is a precise temperature and mm-hmm. uh, grind to water ratio. And because of that, I always make coffee that way. That's pretension rather than, mm. right? Okay, so then... Because I'm, I'm pretentious about it. But. All right, so language then, because you're now correcting okay. the thing that I said. You're snobby about <laughs> saying, well, actually, that's pretentious, Allison. <laughs> Semantics, Matthew. No, no, no. No. I mean, the no, jokes no, no. just write themselves on this they show. Just, they're right. They're, <laughs> they're just right there. there. They're just ready to go. No, that's not right either. Okay. okay. The other thing would obviously be something technology adjacent. And that's it. Windows. Windows and Android. Yeah. yeah I'm extremely yeah. aggressively snobby about them. Yeah. I am aggressively snobby about those operating systems. I will go on diatribes about what I feel Windows, what is it, 11 now. And just, again, again, an incredible state of mediocrity. <laughs> just living in an incredible state of mediocrity oh my God. and so i will be very snobby i will make i will dive into the adhd tax for it i will do anything i can to not use a windows machine so that's a, that's pure snobbery good job love it know thyself or ask allison <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever okay okay how much how much more can I learn about myself today? Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. Well, well, I'm ready now. <laughs> funny you should I'm bring it up, now. Matt. Let's get into the meat yeah. of this. Okay. Well, let's get into the meat of this topic. <laughs> Allison's got something to say to me. Uh, should, should I try to wind it up a little bit? You came to me five minutes before we started this podcast and said, I think that we should talk about our Sunday D&D session in Barovia. Because something happened during that game that caused great feelings and i would like to discuss it with you live on a podcast <laughs> and the thing that happened was your character named chimerical was killed in the game during a a all out drag out fight your party decided to take on an entire camp full of Vistani. Mm-hmm. These, they're, they're sort of an e- evil-ish group, and you were trying to rescue your friend Willem from imprisonment, and it just went south. Who dog? Because it was a trap. They set the trap. You walk into the trap. You trigger it, and really, you, you kind of had to fight your way out. Mm-hmm. But this is an enormous camp full of humans that you kind of had to smash through. And the Vistani overwhelmed Chimerical and basically beat her to death. That was the setup. Now, what, what would you like to talk about today? I feel like you feel like I've called you into the principal's office. I do! <laughs> I do. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We'll see. Okay. 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 Ms. Kendrick, here's the thing though. I was just like doing my thing and then, and then Billy, like, 
<laughs> so let me let me add a little bit more. Um, so yeah, everything please. that you just said is correct as far as like the in game setup. The the okay. setup for why I thought this would maybe and listeners of ADHD twenty, please feel free to let me know if if this feeling is to the contrary. The reason I thought this might make for an interesting podcast episode is because mm-hmm. this episode is falling directly after last episode where we were prompted to talk about what makes a safe space for the neurospicy in game and in life. And yes. one of the points that Matt and I made collectively in that episode was around how we deal with conflict, both in game yeah. and in life, you know, and we kind of both like, hey, let's 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 calm it down and then come back later. So I thought that this could be there isn't any conflict between me and Matt as friends. Let, let me just go ahead and blanket statement that. Um, but I do have questions and feelings about what went down mm-hmm. on Sunday w- w- with. So Chimerical is the character I've been playing the longest. She's yeah. she's she's the second character that I ever rolled up. Um, I started playing her in 2020. It was the first game that Matt started DMing for us, and I've been playing yeah. her since. So, of course, I'm emotionally wound up in this character. Of course, I'm going <laughs> to feel certain ways. I think something being emotional doesn't mean that it's bad. In fact, I love right. when things... I, I love the episodes where we get real with each other. So I've been trying to like open up more and you know, when you find the people that you can be vulnerable and squishy with, but in true ADHD, super impulsive fashion, we had we had a topic for today, we had an outline, I had done the research for it. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let's just let's just throw that out. So yeah, so Matt has set the scene, Chimerical has died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here's what happened next. (laughs) Uh, so unfortunately for all of us chimerical's death happened fairly quickly into the session like i think within within the first hour or so of gameplay so what was interesting about that is then i'm just i was just kind of left there to yeah i hate that to do nothing to be dead which is not a good feeling and as i'm sitting there being dead Not liking that, feeling angry about the fact that my character died. And then all of the, like, w- what was happening to me is that all of the emotions of, like, I, this isn't it for Chimerical for me. Like, this right. this is this is the campaign that a love story has happened, so I want to see what happens there. So there was this little part of me is like, I found love, and now it's being taken from me because I'm dead. You know, so I'm having this, like, very, like, personal <laughs> reaction to that. Yes. Uh, you know, Matt mm-hmm. and I have been hard at work on all of these different, like, level ups for, yeah. uh, for Chimerical and, like, what's going to happen next in her story and i'm watching all of that just float away down the drain (laughs) and and so with every drop of blood so i was uncomfortable like i was sad i was upset but the bat you you kept looking at me and you kept going allison gets so mad allison gets so mad (laughs) (laughs) and so i think this is where like my personal rsd probably kicked in a little bit like Mm -hmm. where like of course i'm sad Yeah. Of course I'm not happy. I'm not mad yeah. at you, Matt. That you were acting in character through the bad guys. That we were, I mean, we were fighting bad guys. I wanted to kill them. Yes. They wanted to kill me. I lost. Yeah. They won. Like right. all of yes. those different things. But I definitely felt Am I doing this wrong? Am I am I reacting bad to mm. to this? I'll speak to this first and say that I think that I was experiencing my own mm-hmm. RSD. I could feel that. At that moment, because believe it or not, I may talk a lot about wanting the stakes to be super high. I may talk a lot about 
wishing that the game was just harder and mm-hmm. and it's so easy now in in D&D 5e for people to become unconscious and then pop back up and then mm-hmm. back up and bing boing boing like a little jack in the box. I didn't know what your party was going to do. I didn't know what yeah. everyone was going to do. Yeah. So I was not trying to to kill right people for sure. And I did not like that the dice yeah rolled your death. Yes. The dice told that story. Yes. Here's where I think being a dungeon master is so hard. Right? Like, uh, me, me, me. Because I do have the power at that point yeah. to wave a magic wand and say, something distracts this, this group of people that are just full on yeah. you know, gang warfare on this one person. You are a body. You've gone unconscious. What are they going to do? They're going mm-hmm. to, like in a movie, in a horror movie, in, a, in an action movie, mm-hmm. the bad guys aren't going to stop. Yeah. what they're doing Mm-mm. they're not gonna they're not gonna go away so but i do have the power to make them go away mm-hmm. i could make something up mm-hmm. but when i do i know that that's Mm-mm. that feels cheap sometimes and i know also that it could also feel cheap to you as players mm-hmm. like you don't necessarily want me to do that because you know no. what i'm doing yeah. you know that yeah. i'm i'm cheating i'm and, basically and, and, cheating to keep you alive and I uh, definitely did not want that. There was no part of me that right. wanted you no, to like hand wave and be like, this was a bad dream or it, right. I, I wanted none of that. Like real stakes, yes. chimerical really died. No issue with any of right. that at all. Yeah. So, so uh, this happens and I, I do worry because I, I know that you, you have a, a very emotional reaction to this as well. You should. As well you should, because everything that you said is true. So I immediately am worried about what you think of me, mm-hmm. because I'm always talking about killing you guys, but I don't really want you to die. Yeah. I really don't want that, it, but it happened. And I, what I should have been saying instead of, you get so mad, is I should have said, are you mad? Are you mad? Yeah. Right? But instead... I was like, she gets so mad. Uh, so that is my, not a defense, but that is what went yeah. through my head. Yeah. So, yeah, then I felt, I felt called out, like, and so that, and then that helps nothing because then I get into the squirrely, bad RSD place where, like, and, right. and I think that you and I were doing it to each other. Like, we were both having a reaction. I'm like, how do I show Matt that I'm not mad at him, but also have the appropriate emotions? And then, and this is constructive feedback as far as like in session, what I'm curious about yeah. how to signal for the next part goes. Death can be a, a poetic thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wish in game there could have been when Chimericals rounds came up, storytelling there. Like, what was I experiencing? What memories, you know? Like, that was one thing when we played and Evan and my characters died. It's just a recurring yeah. thing. What did we do in death? What were the first memories that came? But I guess my question to you is in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. What is the non-aggressive, non, I think you're doing this wrong, because that's not what it was about. But like, what mm-hmm. for you would be a good way to get your attention to be like, hey, look over here. Like, there, there's a there's a storytelling element that some of us are missing here. Mm. Well, uh, yes, I love it. Let's go back to the, the episode that we recorded where we start talking about this and how we can mm-hmm. how we can do this. And my first reaction would be simply just ask me mm-hmm. so so the 
the complicated thing about this session was, number one, again, I'm saying, I don't know. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. I just want so badly to get to the point where what happened in-game, I could be better at. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to knock myself. It's pure experience. Mm-hmm. It's pure lack mm-hmm. of experience. Because I was juggling yes. 50 non-player character enemies. Mm-hmm. I was trying to clock where the players were going. Because I'm, I'm also trying to make an interesting combat. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was doing a better job of that. Because I was really trying to make them use their action economy. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make them move more, which is all, something also that I've just really hard. It's really mm-hmm. hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I simply let it slip. But here's what you can do in the future. Just say, hey, I'd like my turn. Yeah, I mean, just say, may I have my turn? Because after you died, I, I still had the entire combat to to go but i would have loved to take that time and energy Mm -hmm. to say oh yeah chimerical you're in a you're in a field it's your family's farm Mm -hmm. and you have this deep deep feeling of comfort and peace and Mm -hmm. uh, a far cry from the way that you just died mm-hmm. and you are heading to you know we can go full cliche you are heading to, to a life i i would have loved okay loved to stop and and do that and give you the time that you deserve because you are 100% correct and i think there are bad ways of doing that i think there are good ways of yeah. doing that as far as a player goes but i know you would never do it in a bad way so that it but but in my brain because I'm juggling so much yep. and and again not an excuse mm. simply inexperience but that's why I was saying why what I I want to give my friend something to do cuz she's just sitting around now her character is dead I want mm. I want Fitz's character to heal her yeah. I want her to come back to life I don't want this to be happening Yeah and yet I do want the stakes to be mm-hmm. how I set them up and I do want to have this experience. Luckily for me, it was an experience because we're making an entire podcast about yeah. it, and I love that. But, yeah, I think that's what I would say is if anybody is in this situation, especially with someone who experiences RSD, mm-hmm. and you know this, yep. as a dungeon master, a game master, definitely try to remember that. Mm-hmm. Even if you have ADHD yourself, try to remember that and and reach out to them, which I feel like normally I'm really good at. I do try sometimes to, if anybody's too quiet, I try to, like, ask them, bring Mm -hmm. them out. But, yeah, yeah, I was just juggling too much. And if you are someone that is is playing and and experiencing that, certainly you yourself would know Mm -hmm. that you could ask me anything. And so I, I think that putting it back on you only in that way, n- meaning not, not a passing the buck situation, but saying th- that is where the most beautiful examples of playing this game can be, mm-hmm. where the players take up the story that I think I know 
the answer to because it's in my brain. Well, but it's also in your brain, mm-hmm. and it's in Evan's brain, and Fitz's brain, and Matt's brain, and it's that's the beauty of it. I feel like I just talked a lot. Sorry. No, and I loved it. That's that was the spirit in which I wanted to have this conversation. Was like what was going on in both of our heads because I think it was similar. <laughs> Like we were both having these like panic attacks about like, what is the other one thinking and how can I yeah. stay present? You know, I, I, that's where like, that's why I didn't speak up because what I didn't want to happen is I didn't want to come. I think I needed to hear you give that permission that I would never come from a place of trying to correct you, but mm. like remind mm. you because I think an, another uh, topic that we've tucked away that we have to talk about one day is apparently our mislabeling of the notion of object permanence. So whatever it is, yeah. the out of sight, out of right. mind, I think, and this is something I struggle so hard with as a DM. It's one of the reasons I think I don't love DMing. So when I tell you that trust, I see your struggle here, please know that it's true. When everybody's eyes are on you, when you are in charge, when you are running the thing, you feel like... And you gave gave quotes just then. You gave air quotes. (laughs) In charge. In charge. You you feel like all eyes are on you. You feel like you've got to make all decisions in a split second. I feel that Mm -hmm. way. I don't feel that way about you. But I think we all do that, right? When you're performing, you're, you know, trying to, like, get it right. You're trying to say the right things and find the right facial expressions and the right tone and do the thing that's funny and entertaining. And you're, like, your mind is just like worrying at a million miles yes. an hour which is why i th- that's why i find dming so stressful even though y'all have sure. been nothing nothing but supportive of me and i know that if every single one of you knew that that was what was going on in my brain you'd all say take a breath like take a beat cool. and, 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 but so sure. that I, I would say the same thing to you so how do we and i had this thought too you know w- with Lindsay, with her profound deafness she has cued yeah. speech so what in the realm of ADHD and neurospiciness, what are the ways that we can like cue each other in a non shaming or invasive way? What That's are- beautiful. Let, let, let me uh, maybe just a little more context yeah. about the, the Lindsay reference is that my wife is profoundly deaf and she reads lips incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And she has had a cochlear implant for 10 years we discovered the other day but that is not hearing for for those of you don't know it's it's a it is a hearing help but she's not a hearing person when she grew up she learned a system called cute speech that allows you to phonetically spell with hand shapes sounds of all types so what you're referencing is the times that I say something to Lindsay, and she doesn't understand me. She can't read my lips. She can't hear me. I then have this cueing to fall back on to help her on another level to understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're referencing. And even I I remember it wasn't too long ago she put up like a Facebook status talking about in her world, physically touching her is great. You have yeah. to, because you have no other way. Of spe- right. and, but it, like stranger danger, right? Like we don't put our hands on people we don't know. So it's very rude. Right. And she didn't realize that tapping somebody on the shoulder to people who he- hear is considered yeah. rude. And so she tapped somebody yeah. on the shoulder to get their attention because that's how she expects we'll all get her attention. And they gave her this, you know, how dare you? Uh, right. And so right. I-, I think about that in the lens of any disability, right? Like, what is our version of tapping on the shoulder that others may perceive as rude that is anything but to get our mm. attention back into the space? 
And so th- those were the things that were going through my mind of like, how do I get Matt's attention out here that like, you don't mm. have to rush this. We don't have to resolve this today. We only have three hours. Take a breath. Take a, because I could like, you were, you were doing so much, Matt, so much. Like the thing I need everybody who listens to this to understand what it's like to play D and D with Matt as your DM is that everything he is doing, he is doing for us. You were trying to give us the best audio experience with music and you're trying to give us a visual experience with our virtual tabletop and you're trying to give us, you know, elevate our characters again to have those stakes in the meeting and you're trying to give us real villains and you're you're feeding us constantly like all these different things. So of mm-hmm. course when you're doing all of that you can't like stop and like but how does Allison feel right now? Right. Um and that's not the point is to make you stop and think how does Allison feel? But like in a situation like that what is our cue for you to be like <whistles> over here? Well, I think I think that I should do that. I actually can do that. And that is that is something that is really hard for me to learn, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's a tough one is I I disagree. I think that I should be able to say, hey, how are you, Allison? How are you? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And, and again, experience. Mm-hmm. But until that time, until I get better at it, <laughs> until I learn better, I, gosh, because we're, we're, we have to come up with something that's not just quote-unquote, inoffensive to me, right. but something that could be used for everybody. Right. And that's a little tougher because you could just say, hey, yeah, this is my feeling. Well, this is following the, the trail that we started blazing last week. Those conversations that you have as a table are so vital. It's why we recommended things like discussing the X card and having a session zero. And I think that this can play out into our real lives and real relationships as well, right? When you can, in those calm moments, sit people down and say, hey, you know, it's what you were saying last week about um, if you know that you're the neurospicy one at the table, right? It's okay to say, hey, I'm neurospicy and my particular yeah. flavor is impulsivity. And it's okay I know, I know I do this, right? So it's okay if I am speaking too loud, interrupting too much, just to, you know, say, hey, like, let, right. let Evan talk <laughs> or whatever that case is. I think it would be incredibly cool if we could think of something. Mm-hmm. Are we going to try so, to do it so live I, here today? I don't know. Okay, here's an example of something that I probably have said this before, but when I was in a rock band, and we were in a situation that we felt uncomfortable in. We found a way to work the word shamu into a conversation mm-hmm. with that person. Where if any of the band members felt awkward, and you cannot overuse it. You, you ha- cannot use it lightly. Yeah. It, was an, it was an extreme and it was serious. Mm-hmm. And we would find a way to talk about Florida and shamu. And we would do it, you know, so that another member or and or the the manager could hear. And he knew I'm gonna sweep in and I'm going to But it wasn't it wasn't offensive to a fan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't you know, we weren't trying to hurt anyone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh and we were saved. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be super fun to come up with something like Our that. Word, yeah. Non offensive, but a saying that is fun and light and it would just say, Yep, okay, great. Taking a breath, taking back. Doesn't even have to be any kind of major thing. Just like a check it and go. Because mm-hmm. 
because I agree with you, right? Because I agree with you, and it's something that I want to get better at. So, what is it? Do we? Are we doing it right this minute, or are we? Drax. What do you think? Them. Them. Sclouts. No, we say that too often. It can't be that. <laughs> it can't be that. Um. All right. What's our? What's our? I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to think of it. We might not be able to come up with we, this. We have to think about it. But I, I think that this is a really cool thing, and I think that systems like this, mm-hmm. when approached in a in a very open manner, mm-hmm. that does help mm-hmm. both parties. Yep, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think if you add an element of fun to it, then it 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 can remove the RSD element. Yes, for people who have who are on the autism spectrum or or ADHD, you could remove that if it's fun. You're like, ah, yeah, yeah. They mean it in this fun way, mm-hmm. much like Lindsay's cueing, much like Shamu. I think all these were supremely helpful, and I just I think yeah. that you know at the end of the day, it's all about. I get to in my head sometimes. To worry, mm-hmm. and that's the RSD speaking, right? Too worried, am I not going at the pace that's enjoyable for everybody? Am I, you know, not creating this, that? And it's just a reminder that, like, the best games are the ones that we're fully present in. Just a call to presence. Like, don't worry about mm-hmm. all of those different things. And that was my biggest curiosity of, like, how could I have helped us be more in the moment? Yeah, I love that you were wondering about that. I love the question. I love bringing me to task, but not in a way that made me feel like you were bringing me to task. But you, I mean, you weren't. You weren't. You were just, you're saying your truth, speaking the truths. And I I think it did, actually. It was a perfect timing. And now I understand why you wanted to kind of talk about it today. Both because we're, the game is fresh in our heads, but also the podcast was. Yeah. And yeah. so this is kind of like a part two of... I promise we didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> we didn't, though. We didn't. We really didn't. I just realized it fit in so beautifully that we talked about how we like to, to you know... Uh, Sunday was a very high emotional, high stakes day. Um, and yeah. it wouldn't have served us if I had come in swinging at you, you know, immediately after. Um, yeah. You know, because then I was wrapped up in the emotion of, of my character dying. And let me just say, mm-hmm. at no point, I, 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 knew, I knew you were pulling for Chimerical, Okay. <laughs> I knew I knew you were. There was no there was no like he's trying to kill me, but it was still like oh yeah. That doesn't that does not make the worry of like what if I have to let her go before I'm ready uh, subside yeah. any faster. Yeah. No, I love it. I really love it, and and it's another example in in real time basically of how people can get so attached to these characters that you that you become, that you inhabit in your brain. And as I say, almost every podcast, love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> I, love it. I love that journey love for that. us. I love the journey for all love of us. <laughs> yeah. Can I be super snobby for a second? It's my turn to be snobby Please. about something. Um, if you are not playing with people again in life and in game that you can have this <laughs> level of a discussion with, Get better friends. <laughs> Get better friends. I, like I mean, that's been the beauty of you know you, Evan, Fitz, Matt Williams. You know, like everybody in my life now is that I can like sit down, yeah, and have these real conversations with, and say this is how I felt about that without 
I mean, y'all don't trigger my RSD. I, I shared that. I, I, I used to live in this just constant state of nervous energy of what does the world think about me and why is it hate? And and I just don't feel that way anymore because of y'all. So, do you know why that you know why you're enjoying Ted Lasso? Mm. It's because you're opening yourself up to trust. Because you have people now that you trust, mm-hmm. and you trust that they won't hurt you. You are now surrounding yourself with better and better people that are worthy of your trust. And you're like, okay, well, damn it. If they, mm-hmm. I'll give it another try. It's still you. It's still your feelings and your personality. But I love it. All right. So we just connected the dots between our D100 roles, between the game that we love, between the neurodiversion that is our brain, neurodiversity, neurodivergentness. Yes. We connected all the dots today. Let's do it. Well, Matt, thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for for standing in front of the firing squad. Thank you for coming to the principal's office. (laughs) She's a pretty cool principal. Remember, you can't spell principal without pal. Well, good podcasts. Good, good podcasting. Thank you for listening and being a part of our ADHD20 family. If you're looking for more, we'd love to see you in our public Discord server. Look for the link in our show notes and come join the chatter about all things TTRPG and ADHD. But also TV, music, really pretty much anything on our minds. We also have a Patreon where you can get access to bonus content and outtakes, be the first to hear new episodes, join us for live streamed recording sessions, and even play Dungeons and Dragons with us and our friends. The best way you can help us, though, is just to share this podcast with people you think like it. Thank you for being a pal to us as people, to ADHD20 the podcast, and to the Greater Bivens Brothers Creative Commonwealth of Nerds. 